there. Welcome to episode 141 of Hello There. Hello, everyone. As we all know, it's a very special episode, as it's the same episode number as K141 Kursk, a Russian nuclear cruise missile submarine that sank in the Bar- uh, B- uh, Barents uh, Sea on August 12th, 2000, as we all know. Adish. Yeah. Yes. That's pretty, pretty, yeah, yeah. And as we all remember, we were informed that they all the crew died uh, quite quickly. But as it turns that's out, sadly, sad. Yeah, sadly. As, it, as it turns out, twenty-three men actually gathered in a certain compartment uh, and died much more slowly. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And Dmitry Kolesnikov, uh, head of the turbine department, he seemed to have taken charge, and he wrote a couple of notes. Uh, uh, the first uh, note says the following, translated. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's thirteen fifteen. Wait, what's a Russian <laughs> accent? Yeah, da, vodka. Yeah. Hey! <laughs> no, that's it's, not very Russian. It's yeah. more like da. Uh, yeah. It's 13, 15. All personnel <laughs> from section 6, 7, and 8 have moved to section 9. There are 23 people here. We feel bad, weakened by the carbon dioxide. Pressure oh. is increasing in the compartment. If we head for the surface, we won't survive the compression. We won't last more than a day. Drums in the deep. All personnel. From section six, seven, and eight have moved to section nine. We have made the decision because none of us can escape. And then he wrote a second note. A uh, <laughs> cheerful one. Thanks, uh, Mother Russia, for letting me run this submarine. It's always been a dream of mine. Thank you very much. I I love to give my life for Russia. We found this. Uh, Putin found this note himself. Uh, I chose this. <laughs> okay, that sounds very <laughs> suspicious. Well, I found his note. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's almost like it was a joke. The second note says, It is dark here to write, but I'll try by feel. It seems like there are no chances. 10 to 20%. Let's hope at least someone will read this. Here's the list of personnel from other sections who are now in the ninth and uh, will attempt to get out. Regards to everybody... No need to despair, Kolesnikov. <laughs> okay, no need to, no need to despair, even though we're facing total doom. I like this guy; he's pretty hard ass. Well, even if we probably will die, it's like twenty, thirty percent that we still want to live. Live, gonna live. Ten, twenty. Gonna save this crew by my own hands. I have big lungs, and probably I can make a propeller of my own hands and get out of here alive. Yeah, and then they all died. Um, <laughs> it's, yeah. I, I like those notes because it's it's sort of like a video game. You know how in video games you're always finding fucking notes everywhere when you're walking around. Like people are always leaving audio logs like spread out, <laughs> yes. spread out of like what's oh this we brought a lot we found a new structure on the planet surface. <laughs> Doesn't yeah, seem yeah. to be any problem about this. And then you're walking around <laughs> yeah, no, and corpses everywhere and like mutant monsters. And then it's like, the structure is acting strangely. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. Uh, I'm still not very suspicious about what's going on, but I will investigate further. And yeah. then he's like, I've hit, uh, eaten my own kind. Some strange of super cannibalism have taken over my body. End of log. Yeah. <laughs> They're all like that. But this one's way better because it was real and they all died. <laughs> yeah, and it died, yeah. yeah. So, so at, the, at the same time, um, you know, uh, <laughs> good old uh, Vladimir Putin, he was, uh, at this point, a newcomer, you know. He, he'd, only been a, <laughs> yeah. he'd only been a president for four months. And um, 
he was told of the situation, and um, but he, he, he did wait five days before he ended his holiday at the presidential resort at the Black Sea. But In Siberia, yeah. No, the Black Sea, Anders. Yeah, um, okay. It's a different, different direction from Siberia. <laughs> okay. Why would he have his holiday in Siberia when he is the <laughs> because president? Because he's Putin. No, that's, he when, likes. that's where he sends other people on holidays, Anders. <laughs> yeah, you gotta go. Dear friend, you're gonna go on holiday, yeah. Slash Putin. But he yeah. got he he did get some slack for not uh, dropping his holiday and going back. A year later, he said, "I probably should have returned to Moscow, but nothing would have changed." <laughs> okay. <yeah. laughs> I had the same level of communication in both in Sochi and Moscow, <laughs> but from a PR point of view, I could have demonstrated some special eagerness to return. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Good point, Vladimir. <laughs> Uh, that's why it's a very special episode. You're listening yeah. to listener at awesomepedia.org slash podcast or subscribing via the old iTunes. Uh, isn't Thanks. that right? Yeah, that's right. You said it very well, my friend. Mm, you can also leave a review. Why not? Yeah. Or you Speaking ca- of review, have we got any new reviews? Why are you asking me? Why aren't you fucking doing some, some work and looking up where if we have reviews or not? Why am I the only one doing work here? Because you are the only one that have the big key to our archive. Uh, no. Our iTunes archive. Literally, I just told everyone that everyone has a key to the archive. They can all... <laughs> okay. It's all open. It's, I, we want people to have it. Oh, it's, yeah. It's like it's not locked, so maybe maybe someone else should... Trick or treat, so to speak. I don't know. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know, Anders. I don't know if we have any new reviews because the computer is fucking 20 feet away because it's fucking keeps ticking. And I don't know, yeah. maybe if my co-host had, knew what iTunes was, you could look it up. But, or believed uh, in it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or maybe if yeah. Or he did if he didn't just believe it was something I made up but, <laughs> which <No>. it isn't But <laughs> <laughs> maybe we would know if we had any new reviews. Yeah. Regardless yeah, regardless, I do know that we don't because I'm psychic. Um, yeah. <laughs> hello there, my name is Jacob Burrows. And hello there, my name is Anders Backlund. Hello Anders, what's As going you on? Pronounce it in English. Well, you know me, always killing my bears in the woods, try to be a wild uh, marksman in my own way, but uh, struggling because the urban urban urbanism is in my heels. <laughs> I have a problem adjusting to the big city, Östersund, yeah. where I live, so to speak. Yeah, I, I, the, you know, the, the, the fucking. Buildings are chasing you around, I assume. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh no, not the city! Oh, I want to live in the forest. And eat my own feces. You're running on a forest path and there's like an asphalting bulldozer <laughs> yeah. type thing. No tier two. I will never get a car or something. I would ride my horse like a true cowboy. Wee wee wee. Etc. Wee wee wee. I damn you asphalts. Corporations making asphalts. And everyone who stands for the ideology of urbanism. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's okay. So that's, that's my philosophy right now. <laughs> yeah, I want to take on the uh, take on the cities. We don't need them. We don't ever want to mate with them. They are our enemies. The cities they should be extinct from the surface of the earth. Uh huh. I have heard of these big cities in like England. They live ten, twelve millions in these big cities. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> okay. So I guess we. What's your solution? Do we kill all the? How do we kill a city? I mean, it's a well. Uh, I something like a nuclear warhead comes to mind, but mm-hmm. uh, 
It's neither here or there. I leave it up to you if we use it. The dangerous, dangerous ideas there from Andres yeah. Backlund. Of course, of course, I'm gonna leave everyone out, uh, like uh, away from the buildings. It's not the people I'm after. It's the building. It imprisoned the people's minds. <laughs> okay, that's uh, it's, <laughs> that's. I mean, when you when you say city, I just I think of the people as well. Uh, <laughs> okay. Call me crazy. <laughs> but, okay. uh, well. Yeah, that's why I'm like new age in this area because I'm thinking about the people too. Mm, speaking of which, uh, regular listeners will know that we have a certain interest in the new age phenomenon. Anders, of course, <laughs> yeah, Anders, yeah. of course, is a city hunter. Uh, yeah, not, a, not unlike Jackie Chan, he goes around the like uprising a... is close, my friends. Uh, did you say friends? Yeah. Okay, so I just said friends. F R I E E E N D S. Thank you for that. Friends? Yes, like the like the sitcom. And and uh, but, but you're a city hunter. Uh, you hunt cities for city a living. City hunter. Yeah, stab them with uh, poles and things. And I, of course, have been looking a lot into the uh, Galactic Spacebook. Uh, <laughs> okay. Among other things, GalacticSpacebook.com is a is a website I've been hanging ah. out out at. And I would uh, I know we, we we do this a lot, but uh, <laughs> I, I'd like to share some. Insights with you, Anders, if I may. Yeah, about cosmos. Cosmos. Well, well cosmos. this this article that I would like to share with uh, you, Anders, and with you, yeah. readers, yeah. is um, its its title is "It is our duty to become multidimensional." Ah, it's not like you. If you want, you, you can become like a multidimensional vessel of ideas. But this is your obligation. You have to do this for the better, for the sake of. I don't know, for the sake of who? Well, for, because, Anders, we are at the most amazing time in human history for the greatest opportunity to create a world we have never seen before. We are trading, <laughs> are trading in our outworn and outdated civilization for something entirely new. This sounds like what you want, Anders, with the cities. Yeah. yeah. But we can only realize this when we stop thinking like a human and start thinking like the multidimensional beings that we are. Uh-huh. December 21st, 2012 is a wake-up call for humanity! <laughs> a wake- City Hunter! A wake-up call to claim our rights as galactic beings. We have uh. to learn how to dream again, as if our lives depended on it. Whether you believe it in prophecy oh, or... Hey, oh, I want to dream. Oh, I'm a... <laughs> I yeah. Prophecy or not, you would, have, you would have to have your head buried deep in the sand. To in, not... your a- in, in the sand, I mean, in the sand, yeah. To not realize the urgency of what is going on. Our planet is truly at stake. Mother a Nature. Stake? At stake. It's n- not like you do with the cities. Not that kind of st- stake. It's it's at stake. It's, it's, ah. it's fucking at stake, Anders. You it's burning. No, no, not that stake either. Uh. It's it's and it's it's up in the air. It's it's like a coin flipping, and will will it land in here, or will it, <laughs> okay. or will it land in Mount Doom? <laughs> yeah. Mother yeah. Nature is shaking loose the constraints of artificial time that keep her true essence covered over in wires and artificial lights that block out the stars. <laughs> okay. This is exactly what you were talking about. I can't believe how well this worked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An inner revolution of consciousness is taking place despite the appearance of outward events. Those who are sensitive are feeling these shifts as a new influx of light is pouring I in. I them before I was born. 
new influx of light is pouring in through the sun and permeating our electromagnetic field, which in turn stirs the cauldron of the unconscious forces. <laughs> I like the the metaphor for like the cauldron. They they refer to everything else like cosmic light and dirty dine. But uh, cauldron, you need a cauldron because we live in the future. Yes, well, technology is evil. I think kind of. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's my thought too. As our consciousness grows, we see the crumbling of outworn systems and structures that can no longer sustain the new incoming light. As the cycle changes, we are entering from masculine to a more feminine consciousness. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm feeling this too. We are exiting the patriarchal dream with the impos- uh, imposing belief that all life is created for men to control and use. We are now ah. seeing the climax of this old dream with the ruling male elite aggressively grabbing as much power and wealth as they can oh, for themselves what? and stamping out any group <laughs> or nation that gets in the way and keeping the masses stupefied through sex <laughs> manipulation, <laughs> death fear, false spirituality or religious fanaticism and materialism. That's This sounds like something else. Like It's not part of like a creation story for the world. It's more like... This is my manifest. I believe in this. Oh, oh it's all part of Anders. It's all one thing, Anders. It all goes flows together. It says so right here. <laughs> Me- <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, these powers are polluting our oceans, soil, air, cutting down trees, <laughs> slaughtering the animal, utilizing mind control technologies, <laughs> and, and also weapons of mass distraction, like celebrity uh-huh. culture and Hollywood blockbusters, sporting events, <laughs> etc. What? What do you mean? What? It's so obvious, Anders. It's mass distraction. Podcasts. But Hollywood block blockbusters, etc. No. How did it get from nuclear uh, weapons to Hollywood blockbusters? Anders, I fucking said it. You need to pay attention to what I yeah. say, not to what your mind thinks that I'm saying. Well, they're, they're ah. hopefully they should be the same. But I said weapons of mass distraction. Distraction. Ah. They're distracting us with Hollywood blockbusters, <laughs> etc. Okay. Ah, okay. Now see, mm-hmm. uh, I'm being brainwashed. Brain, brainwashed. <laughs> yeah, someone is looking into my brain. Yes, and they're trying to make us believe that nothing is wrong and dismissing prophecy and the cries of Mother Earth as business as usual. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, the Earth is dying. You know, business is business. What can you do? Then I'm gonna skip some parts here where he talks about, or she talks about vampires for some reason. <laughs> okay, oh, and of course there are, <laughs> there will be vampires. No, it's some when sort I, of, it's some sort of vampire. Sorry to interrupt, but it's some sort of vampire metaphor. Uh, uh-huh. They are sucking out the blood of our uh, spleens. And, uh, I don't know, on- I guess. I mean, I want to skip to the interdimensional root of our current predicament. <laughs> yeah, of course, that's uh, the most important uh, part. I understand where, where you're going. According to Jose Argelius... Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah. This particular... <laughs> I just... Please offensive (laughs) this particular cycle of patriarchal dominance or 13 bactun historical cycle from from 3113 bc to 2012 ad has its roots in an interdimensional time war (laughs) that split the mythic order where the human race was derailed from a higher path in order to learn karmic lessons at this okay do you get time war? I don't, I don't get this. I, what do you not get? It, there was a fucking time war, Anders, just like in Doctor <laughs> yeah. Who. 
And uh, you know, everyone is fighting in slow motion, like it's not that kind of time war. No, well, okay. Well, it might be. I don't know. Uh, but because either that would be awesome. Like, Ooh, I'm gonna fight, fight you with my time spear. <laughs> either way, the human race was on a path. Uh, towards higher, you know, enlightenment, but they were derailed in order to learn comic lessons. Now, at this point, the white male priest class attained dominance of the planet. That's about um, 5,000 years ago. <laughs> yeah. The dominance of the planet, their powers represented by Jupiter, false spirituality, and ah. Saturn, material greed. Now, at this point, the sacred feminine 13 was substituted oh. for 12, resulting in a rigid linear time paradigm. 13 oh. is the sacred power of the feminine. What were you saying? Ah, okay, and now I see, now I see. Yeah. With okay. my third eye. The time war on Earth is due to <laughs> a low frequency. Uh, oh, hang on, this sentence is all over the place. No, <laughs> I, 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 I hope you understand why we're reading this, everyone. Yeah. This is... Very important stuff. It is telling yeah. you about the time war. It's our duty to become multidimensional. Yeah. What does this mean? It's now, our history as a human race. Yes, and our future. Now, uh, this was posted uh, on December 1st, uh, 2012 by Stephanie South. Just to give some background to what the fuck we're reading. Because it gets pretty strange. And uh, <laughs> yeah. I want everyone to like know where, where, where we are. So just yeah. to give you some information there now the time war on earth is due to a low frequency 1260 beam that was directed at our planet to inseminate our ele electromagnetic mind field with artificial time you with me are you with me Arti so far uh, kind of but what does artificial time mean uh well it's, uh, it's like plastic like well, I think I, this is something that is, doesn't really show up much in this article, but th the people who write this, they really, really don't like that we have 12 hours and 60 minutes. Ah, uh -huh. they need uh, more time. Well, I think they, they, they want something else. Um, and they, they, so it's something about that. That's why it's a low frequency 1260 beam mm. to, to force our, because they don't like it, forces our mind into certain shapes <laughs> when we use this time uh, structure. So anyway, this low frequency time beam hit Earth's ionosphere, releasing a shower of time release projections meant to con consign us to the belief that the third dimension is the only dimension of reality. Ah, there are many more! Well, at least, at least, I don't know about many, but this beam is what is attributed to our collective spiritual amnesia as uh -huh. to our true identity uh, as fourth and fifth dimensional galactic beings. Okay, so, well, our, felt, our faces were melting away, and then we got amnesia because our brains were like, oh, we're missing, an, uh, we're missing a big part of our brains. <coughs> this is gonna mean that we don't remember our third conscious or something like that, I guess. And it's the time beam hit the ionosphere. That's a sphere around the Earth. Aha! Uh -huh. Well, and then it's distributed to the rest of the planet. Yes, and it's a time release projections. So I assume, like, one, they, they sort of affected humans, uh, given them. Uh, and also the animals. Animals. I mean, I guess. I, I don't know if they're. Anders, the, the goats! Animal. The goats! You really think the goats are five dimensional? Really, Anders? They're clearly yeah. two-dimensional. They're just tricking us with their fucking... <laughs> yeah, yeah. With their fur and their yeah, stupid noses. Yeah, no, see, they are like cardboard. Have you ever seen a goat's eye? It's just three pixels in a line. They're oh fucking God. lying to us. My God, all embrace the goat. 
Uh, that's the opposite of what I want, but <laughs> kill the goats, I say. Yeah. I guess we can uh, be. Uh, I guess we can be priests they on the opposite side. They are overlords, Jacob. We have to adjust to their view. No, I think we're gonna have to start a religious war over this, Anders. Yeah. Okay. I. I'm. T- I'm with you on that one too. Like big guns, like nuclear warheads spreading across the the world. It's gonna be easy to to explain to everyone why we're doing this. We're doing this for your safety, for the goat. I mean, I'd probably just use a time beam on you, to be honest. So okay, you'd probably so have you... some sort of spiritual amnesia and start oh. thinking you're one-dimensional and um, like yeah. uh, like the one from like uh, Men in Black. You don't. Uh, you are like three-dimensional, nothing else. T- look into this light or something. A bit like that, I guess. Now, anyway, yeah. this thief in time is also known as the Fall. Um, this created the split of the two hemispheres of the brain, yin and yang, night and day, <laughs> okay. male and female. When this theft occurred, the balance of equality was lost and the energies were dominated by the white patriarchy governed by the left brain. <laughs> okay. the, th- uh, the theft in time is an interplanetary event that traces back to even larger cycles and other worlds. The Earth is the res- uh, recipient of karma transferred from previous destroyed planets Hmm. Um. (laughs) (laughs) the galactic guardians overseeing the earth experimented uh no i'm sorry the galactic guardians overseeing the earth yeah oh the earth experiment that's what they're saying yeah the Galactic Guardians overseeing the Earth experiment created a quarantine zone to isolate uh-huh. the problem and eliminate it so that the galaxy could graduate to higher levels of harmony. Ah, so so our planet is like, oh, no one leaves this planet except Yuri Gagari and some other guys. Uh, I mean, it, it's... <laughs> they made it like a dome around Earth so so we couldn't understand, get a higher understanding or some, some shit like that. I, I think, yeah, I think so, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now, when it, this is from a this is from a, a book called Manifesto of the Nuonosphere or Noosphere. I I'm okay. not sure how to pronounce that, but anyway, yeah. by Argelius. Uh, I haven't. I I I did not. Re- just to clarify to everyone at home, I did not read this through before the show, so we don't know where it's, it's ca- going with this. Uh, kind of like improv, like flow. <laughs> I mean, it's not. I'm reading text is like the opposite. Of, <laughs> yeah. It's the opposite of that. But uh, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know how fun this is going to be. But anyway, the Dominator power was passed from the Vatican to the G7, now G20, the 20 yeah. most industrialized nations. Within the global framework of the G20 cartel, there are no provisions for spiritual alleviation. Denying the innate, cyclic, regenerative power of time, exploiting okay. the resources of the biosphere only for the creation of a massive slave population controlled by the profit-making interests of a few whose net biosphere result mm. is the creation of bit greater <laughs> amounts of non-consumable waste every day while <laughs> trapped in the... Uh, Sectarian dilemmas, conflicts, and wars of every kind. The consequence and error of the crime in time are all pervasive. So, Anders, you might be asking what we do to counteract uh, uh, the destructive force of war and aggression playing yeah, yeah, out what, what on our I planet. What do I do like an old uh, uh, Will Marksman, so to speak? Well, uh, this isn't what you can do, but to counteract the destructive force of uh, war and aggression playing out on the planet now, the cosmic spiritual force is becoming stronger in each of us uh, who Uh seeks a positive timeline. (laughs) 
There are many advanced souls incarnate on this planet now who were born with a new genetic code that cannot conceive of war or destruction. These are the ones who are holding the light frequency and the memory of the original source. These are the secret dreamers and co-creators of the new world. Okay, but forgive me for this, but that doesn't mean like they we they don't explain anything in reality. They're Undersh- saying, oh, you have like a genetic sort kind of thing, and like they they describe it so vaguely openly that I am hard hard to figure out how to do it. Like like in the manual, for example. Oh, I just need to and then I get like a higher understanding of the world. I don't understand how this is going to be like. Oh, I see now how my brain is connected. I put some glue on each side and like. Put them together and... Well, let me put it in terms that you might understand. Yes. You and I are simple mensch. But being born all over the place now are superior people that we might like to call (laughs) übermensch. Okay. Now, these übermensch are a better class of people than us because they can't conceive of war and destruction now sure they might destroy us all to achieve their (laughs) utopia and so well they should but uh, they are the ones who will bring us to a multi-dimensional level i assume i haven't read the whole thing but what does that mean like well anders we're just mensch i don't know what to tell you it's it's difficult for us to comprehend of course it's difficult you're like oh i don't understand i'm like yeah that's the point that's the that's the whole fucking point of this yeah Maybe one of us was uh, born as a bit of a three-dimensional being, and uh, yeah, maybe, w- yeah. maybe one of us has maybe I don't know one or two more dimensions than that. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Either well, way, maybe maybe Carl, maybe Carl is born with a greater understanding, understanding, understanding. Yeah, I was, I was not not talking about him. <clears throat> Serious two sons, Maya and the Dream Visitations, is the next subtitle here. Now, um, yeah. We're about uh, <laughs> halfway, halfway through this article, and, and don't worry, I, ha- I have two more then. But, but yeah, anyway. So hold your horses, listeners. <sighs> Breathe in. Okay. So the author of this article, from 2002 to uh, 2011, she worked with Jose Argelius on a project known as the Cosmic History Chronicles, where they more came. More and more verb like. The history... What was the name of the... Cosmic History Chronicles? The Cosmic History Chronicles! Thank you, thank you. Yeah, that's good, that's good. Now, uh, I'm going to read this in first person here because it's written in first person. So, when we came together, a galactic channel opened, resulting in a nine-year transmission that we came to know as GM-108X, Galactic Mayan Mind Transmission. (laughs) This is also known as a between-the-worlds transmission, as the knowledge seemed to be coming from other star systems, namely Sirius. Okay. After his passing in 2011, I have had numerous dream visitations with him where he teaches me from the other side. In many of the dreams, he is directing me to pay attention to what is happening in the sun. He uh, believed that the look binary... Look at the sun, like, stare at it for f- seven hours, and then you're gonna get another understanding of how shit works, I guess. 
He believed that the binary sunspots are what account for changes in time and thought structures, solar initiations that affect the electromagnetic fields, creating different mental quickness. Oh, I'm sorry. D- different mental quickening or shifts in consciousness. Uh-huh. Okay. This process, he perceived, accounts for the shifts in time, thinking, and beliefs throughout history. <laughs> now, recently, okay. I, recently, I was... Not me, Jacob, but uh, Stephanie here, who's writing this. Recently, I, Stephanie, was at (laughs) a used bookstore when a book jumped out at me. (laughs) My contact contact with flying saucers. About UFO uh, contactee, Dino Craspendo. Is that a spell spell like... DB Cosprendo! <laughs> That's his name, Andrews. You're being insensitive. Okay. Now, he's from Brazil, and he was contacted in November 1952. I opened randomly to a page where the ET is talking about how soon the people of Earth will become aware of a second uh, sun entering the solar system. <laughs> <laughs> I like this! <laughs> like, by the way, a new sun is going to enter the solar system. Moving on. I think we, we would notice, I think. Uh, entering <laughs> yeah, the solar when- system... Did it used to be two suns in the... Like, did we, did we used to see two suns? I don't know. I, I forgot. Was it one or two? Ah, who cares? <laughs> I mean, let's just deal with... Uh, uh, go to work, deal with things with our 12, <laughs> 1260 time perception. That's all I care about. I've been brainwashed. <laughs> yeah. Or brainwashed. I, they're brainwashing us. Uh, anyway, okay. <laughs> Soon people of Earth will become aware of a second sun entering the solar system as part of a system of binary suns, which, of course, would change the orbit of all the planets. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I think- but where does this sun come from? Like, it's traveling right now in like one million <laughs> light years per second and be like, wow. Well, uh, we notice uh, that like enormous well, mass going to, this, to Earth right now. Maybe you'll find the answer to all those questions if you let me keep reading <laughs> yeah, it. In the, yeah, in the description below. <laughs> uh, the ET also says that uh, when this new source of light appears, many people will vanish forever from the face of the Earth, <laughs> uh, I guess. But a small community, obedient, <laughs> yeah. obedient to the laws of God, will remain, and all present suffering will cease. There will be peace. <laughs> because abundant. the other ones are wiped out. <laughs> yes. Like the mensch will all be gone. <laughs> yeah. There will so be why peace. Should, why, I don't understand like the philosophy of this religion. Like, well, there are some ubermensch that are more more superior to you. And when the second sun is coming, well, you're going to be fucked. So praise the God. Praise our God. I, I mean, this is from a different book. This is, I mean, this uh, this isn't religion. This is science, Anders. Okay. So, I mean, this is just different sources. This is what she read in a book that flew out at her in a used bookstore. I mean, that doesn't mean... It's (laughs) just... This is just one of the sources. Now, let me fucking tell you about the second son. Yeah. Okay? So, um, the... (laughs) There will remain all present. Suffering will cease. There will be peace, abundance, justice, and compassion. He explains that UFOs have been sent to study... The ET explains this. The extraterrestrial explains this. He explains that UFOs have been sent to study the effects... uh, that the appearance of the new sun <laughs> I don't know why new sun is in quotation marks <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah. it is it's a new sun uh, it will exper- uh, study the effects of the appearance of the new sun uh, what it will bring in its wake he says 
the extraterrestrial, that those with clear consciousness uh, uh, who are at peace with their creator need not fear anything, and that the UFOs are here for a purpose uh, <laughs> of study. Have and you seen Independence Day? Like... Here, I don't know, they're here to study, and also to make the appeal to the humans to change course and avoid catastrophe, and to live in peace. Uh, now it's then it says I have, they wor- I have dear word for it. I they promised it. They wouldn't annihilate, annihilate everyone. Just uh, just those who believe in in them. They will be spared. I'm sure of it. No, no, they they won't annihilate. It's the sun that's gonna. Ah. And as soon as you see this sun, uh, which is come. T- uh, <laughs> I thought this- that the, like something was part of the aliens. They like send the sun. No, they're and then to... they came and be like, now we have brought you the second sun, obey us. Uh, you... No, they're just here to study. The sun which is to come will be called the sun of justice. <laughs> I like that <laughs> name. I can't. Uh, that's an awesome name. Sun of justice. Yes. I like it to, to like when it entered, uh, like when we see it from the earth, it would say that in a big loud voice like, Son of justice. <laughs> it's and then Galactus will uh, come and uh, no, okay. The son of justice. <laughs> yeah, I like it's, ap- it's its appearance in the heavens will be the warning signal of the coming of the one who will shine even more than the sun itself. Now that's from that's a quote from the book. Now the author continues, um, <laughs> Stephanie. Um, is this what is meant by the Aztec coming of the sixth son of consciousness, the time of transformation and creation of a new race? <laughs> question mark. Uh, yes, question. I, <laughs> it is also interesting to note that Walter Crutendon <laughs> okay. and the Binary Research Institute claim that the procession of equinoxes generally thought to be caused by a wobble in the earth's tilt is actually caused by our solar system's movement through space around a second sun (laughs) (laughs) no no way that they are thinking this it is a far away sun uh, and uh, every 24,000 years earth makes an elliptical around it okay Crittenden puts forward that this star is most likely Sirius uh, I mean, it's not it's like this sun means business. It's like it's the star Sirius. Okay. This would so. make Sirius our second sun. Yes, yes, we get it. <laughs> yeah, we know that. <laughs> Obviously, it says it's yeah, yeah. obvious. Yeah. This is interesting to consider in the light of the law of time. Uh, that's uh, that's a big thing they're into, the law of time. Uh, we may need to get into that later. But this is interesting <laughs> to consider in the light of the law of time and uh, work of Argelius, who put forth that the entire 13-moon calendar program, as well as the law of time, is a <laughs> knowledge program from Sirius. Sirius being understood as the galactic outpost of higher knowledge for this part of the galaxy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> who is, to who? To whom? To whom what? To whom is it an outpost for, like, uh, space knowledge and shit? For us, Anders. B- you and me, and all the other little Yeah, children. but who's saying this? Is it like, oh, I have gained this vision that the series is an outpost for, uh, for uh, understanding? Well, be- Algrelas is saying this, Anders. Oh, okay. So he's saying this. Yeah. Um, the 13-moon calendar start date. Now they want to, as I mentioned, they hate the 16, I mean, the, the 60 uh, minutes, 12 hours. They want instead to use a 13-moon calendar, which <laughs> I haven't looked into. But either way, the 13-moon calendar start date, July 26, is based on the helia, <laughs> heliacal rising of Sirius. 
Okay. <laughs> okay, it's based on the coming of the, the new sun. What role does Sirius have in the new cycle we are entering? So many questions, Anders, and so yeah. few, so many answers as well. Yeah. Crittenden puts forth the question, is our Earth making a 24,000 or 26,000 year elliptical around Sirius? And the closer we get to Sirius, the closer we come to the golden age uh, or age of light. <laughs> Is that a question? That's a leading yeah, question. question. That's a very leading question. If you if you ask that to an astronomer, it's like, and a golden age, an age of leading light, they'd be like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is interesting. Sorry, to cons- come again. Uh, c- come again here. Yeah. It is interesting to consider that in 2011, Sirius was mysteriously, <laughs> mysteriously blocked from Google Sky. <laughs> yeah, it's a conspiracy. Which some related to the Vatican. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, we're getting we're getting uh, we're getting close, close to the end of this uh, particular article. The last subtitle is "Dream Vision of Dimensional Shift." <laughs> Here, I would like to share a lucid dream that I had regarding twelve twenty one twenty twelve. Um, yeah, yeah. As I feel it illuminates many themes regarding the hidden side of what is going on at this time. In the dream, I find myself in uh, Palenco. In Temple 13, where the tomb of the Red Queen is. <laughs> okay. Uh, there's some backstory here that I don't follow, but sure, the Red Queen is uh, buried here. This is when, this is like if you start reading like the third Game of Thrones book and you have no idea what's going on. Like, oh, the Red Queen, of course. <laughs> yeah, of Temple course. 13, that's where they killed that guy who I liked. Uh, Anyway, in this dream, it was dark inside. Just as I was trying to orient myself, the wall started rumbling and swaying. I didn't see anything. And the narrow chamber shapeshifted into a type of narrow cabin full of light. I looked up, and there was Jose! (laughs) (laughs) It was as if, uh, which is her friend who died a year earlier, who she keeps having visions of. It was as if we were in the same space as Temple 13, but the dimensions shifted, and the exterior took on a different form. Or as if there were many dimensions contained in this one space And according to a shift of mind A new environment emerged I understood that we are always surrounded by an overlay of dimensions That are vibrating at different frequencies It was as as though I was being shown how to go back and forth through these frequencies So I was with Jose in this narrow cabin-like chamber There was a single computer sitting in the center He indicated... (laughs) He indicated, telepathically, that in this computer was a type of control panel linked directly to the main control panel (laughs) at the center of the Earth. He informed me that the center of the Earth (laughs) radiates light beams of information that connect with all the pyramid structures on the planet. I understood the... Anders, please do, don't, do not interrupt. This is important stuff. (laughs) I understood that these interplanetary regeneration chambers... Oh, I'm sorry. I understood these as interplanetary regeneration chambers. (laughs) Now it makes sense. (laughs) I misread it, but now it makes perfect sense. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. You sound like a British British lord sitting down. Oh, I misread it. (laughs) Jolly good. Regeneration chambers, what? (laughs) Cup of tea, yes. Actually, I have some Earl Grey right here. I think this will help. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, much better. Uh, the light regeneration chambers. He also communicating 
He was also communicating something about the pyramids being overlays of a particular matrix structure that can be <laughs> understood as uh, understood through the 441, 21 times 21, cube, <laughs> yeah, cube yeah. matrix. You with me, Anders? <laughs> we were both drawn to this computer, which was more like a control panel. Numerical <laughs> codes were coming up on the screen. Intuitively, I knew it was set to go off like a time capsule release any moment. <sighs> In the dream, I thought perhaps these computers were monitoring the timing cycle of the galactic beams. Jose was intently watching the monitor screen. I thought he must be watching the shift in numerical codes that indicate that uh, the new beam is being phased in. I like your sound effects. Keep going. To be be phased in, we have to do something. That's terrible sound effects. You don't fucking say things when you're making sound effects. <laughs> okay, that's If you were a Foley artist doing sound for a film, you wouldn't be like, Oh, milk, so delicious. <laughs> you only record the glug glug of the milk, Anders. Ah, now I that's, see. Okay. Yeah, that's the sound effect. Yeah. Otherwise, you're doing dialogue. It's totally ah, okay. different. That, okay, now I see the, the difference between it's those like, two. Uh, yeah, it's church and state. I'm dialogue, you're, you know, state, I guess. Yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I could feel the time was near. There was a palpable electrical energy. All of a sudden, a strange ripple effect went through the entire cabin or pyramid overlay. <laughs> I stepped outside, and at first I... (laughs) I'm sorry. I stepped outside, and at first saw a pile of slugs. (laughs) I I picked one up. It was slimy, so I threw it down. As it hit the ground, it dissolved into a strange black tar substance. Then rapidly reshaped itself into the most brilliant green turtle. Wow, I thought... This must be the transformation of matter that he talked about in the Mayan Factor, which is a book. A Mayan Factor! Then I spotted another building structure not too far away. It was rippling and swaying. Thank you, thank you. And then rapidly melted into the same black tar like substance. In its place appeared a beautiful, lush garden with the most wonderful smells emanating from it. Wow, I thought. It's all really happening. This is the dimensional shift! Then I observed how my thoughts were intermingling and directly connected with these shifts. Once I realized this, I began to consciously radiate as much love as possible and had the, th- <laughs> and had the thought... For everything to be transformed into the highest version of itself. The joy and excitement were indescribable. (laughs) I went back inside to the narrow cabin where Jose was still watching the number screen. Then the the entire cabin started rippling. I I looked at him and he was rippling and waving... (laughs) Waving, vibrating into an almost transparent, etherical structure. (laughs) I looked at my hand, which I often do in the dream as a sign that I am awake in the dream. I'm sorry, what? Hand. Hand. Thank you. Sound sound effect there. Yeah. But then I woke up. (laughs) The phrase going through my head was, and this is in all caps. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. 
We, the secret dreamers, await the right moment to apply the higher harmonics to transform the world! Huzzah! And that's the end of the article, Anders. <laughs> okay, the end. <laughs> the end, I guess. Yeah. I did not know that this would change into a long description of a dream halfway through. I didn't, <laughs> and, and I didn't read it in advance. So, I guess, I don't know. Then it just ended. It seems like Hormen, like we say in Sweden. Yeah, but there, don't worry. There's feedback here from comments from people. Um, <laughs> okay, so don't worry. Let uh, Twitter comments like, this sucks, or this is cute, or is it like, oh, I understand now. Well, Paul Blakey writes, call me Paul, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> call me Paul, please, dot, dot, dot. Whatever it was, it sure sounds interesting. Have you been able to revisit the stuff in your imagination? And then... Uh, Question mark? Yeah. Monique writes, Fascinating. The dream <laughs> had here regarding Pontius Pilate. It was Jose who said the name, then gave a long quote from... Tim- <laughs> <laughs> Next comment is from Michael yeah. E. Chambers. Thank you all for the wonderful experience of Resonant Moon initiation. Truly, time is art. <laughs> Truly, time is art. The experience seemed to be overwhelming at first, but as time moved on to the task, became easier and easier. Thank you again. (laughs) I mean, these people think that time is art, and I read a bit about this. They don't like that people say that time is money. They say that time is art, and Uh it's this this beam, Anders. This beam is making us think that time is money. That's why we use 60 uh, minutes, 12-hour things, Uh uh, because... Well, you you know what I think about art, so... You hate art. Yeah, so I hate this time <laughs> initiation thing. Yeah. Okay. And see this, of course. Yeah. Now, we do have to go through another one of these, I'm afraid, before we can call it uh, quits yeah, for today. Yeah, because we have to come to a, like, a conclusion, I guess. Yeah, I, I yeah. mean, this is... I mean, okay, we'll just, we could do some quick quick other topics uh, before, just as a sort of breather, before yeah. we go to the next thing. Uh, what do you think about the new Drake? I assume you have opinions. The new, Dra- the new Drake album uh, slash mixtape. Is it an album? <laughs> Is it a mixtape? I know you have opinions. Go, Anders. <laughs> yeah. Go, Anders. Uh, well, I, I, as a matter of fact, I haven't listened to it. Mm, that's surprising. I, I assume this is in pure, pure protest because it's, they call yeah. it a mixtape and yet they charge money for it and you don't like that. Nah, I, I'm, I'm, it's, it's against my principles, Jacob. That's why I haven't listened to it. Of course, I'm always uh, like umbrating with uh, other rap artists, but not in this, uh, this instance, no. Yeah, all I'll say about it is drop that mixtape. Shit sounded like a mixtape. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah. Dropped, dropped the mic. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. All right, so let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give you the choice, Anders. I, I, I like when you, you you come like to Drake and see, like, I well, you say it is it a mixtape, am I right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it doesn't sound like a mixtape. No, no, it Suck does sound... Suck on that. <laughs> well, no, no, Anders, it does sound like a mixtape. That's what I'm saying. It's oh, the opposite. Okay. I, it sounds like a mixtape. <laughs> so suck on that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Instead of Twice. the thing I said previously. <laughs> So, Anders, I'm going to give you a choice. Do you want to read um, Initiations, Memories, and Maldick? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that sounds fun. Like a, like a kindergarten play. Or do you want to read The Nuonosphere and the Communication with Cosmic Civilization? 
Well, you know what I feel about civilizations, so uh, let's go with the first one. Yes, excellent. You won't regret it, I hope. So, <laughs> yeah, you're very wise choice. Now, this is from the 1320 frequency shift dot wordpress dot com. Now At the th- blogspot dot se. Uh, I think it's it's a it's a WordPress and it's a totally different <laughs> blogging <laughs> okay. platform. Now, okay, this is Crossing the Bridge of Time by Red Queen. Yeah, yeah. the one that was buried in the t- t- tomb chambers earlier. If you now, recall. who wrote this? Is it Red Queen who wrote this? No, I don't know. I let me just try to find. Oh, no, there's nothing. It's no I info. I want to meet a Red Queen in Las Vegas. <laughs> okay. Now, I don't want to spoil this one before we get too far, but Maldek is the name of a planet, Anders. Aha, uh-huh, not a uh, person. And you're never going to guess where this planet was. Not is. <laughs> was. Okay, our collective... Com- uh, Anders, sorry. Uh, I don't want to yeah. be flippant about this, but... <laughs> our collective memory holds keys to current challenges facing our planet today. On this crystal wizard day... That's what it says. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't I don't know. I, ha- I haven't read this either. I just glanced through it. But yeah, okay. So on this crystal wizard day, that's where that's capitalized. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. I offer a glimpse of my story with the prayer of activating your story so we can <laughs> yeah. continue our story. A <laughs> yeah. new story. A new time. A new galactic myth. This is also inspired by recent requests to describe how those codes translate to 3D and the human aspects of it. I hope this entry will be of some help and comfort. <laughs> yeah, we hope so too. This is on a different website, different person writing this, uh, I think. Okay. I mean, it's all the same circle. I, w- I, I stood before recording today, I stood on the precipice of a large... This is not from the text. It might sound like it's from the text, but I stood on the precipice of a large, dark chasm, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I could have walked away, but I said, engulf me, chasm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I... Well, it was close to walking away, but I said, engulf me. <laughs> And I threw myself from the rocks into the deep darkness. And then, <laughs> okay. and then I spent literally over an hour reading these things and, and copying links. And, 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 and here we are. Congra- I do this for you, dear listeners, so that you don't have to. Lost and found in time. When I was around eight years old, I had recurring visions of underground time tunnels. (laughs) That's normal. Every eight-year-old kid sees this. I'm normal. No problem. The images were so vivid that on morning, I vowed to sit down at the coffee table and not get up until I had written my first book. I don't want to sit down and drink my coffee. I mean, he's 10 years old. The book was called Lost in Time. I was John, a time traveler. And in it... <laughs> and I- in the book, Anders. Oh, in the book. Anyway. And in it, I was in the wrong time, searching for the right time through underground tunnels. My main fear was winding up in a time of war or too far in the future, 4029, when there might be no humans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. For for years, I carried the now-worn book, uh, written on uh, college-ruled paper, stapled together with me, and uh, I still have it uh, to this day. Little did I know that at a future point, I would present it to a real time traveler. (laughs) Okay, little did I know. 
when I first read uh, in the dream spell introduction that we are time travelers with amnesia, I knew (laughs) I had finally found a tool or key to find the right time. You with me? Well, he seems... To me, he sounds too, uh, like, accepting to what he's reading. You are a time traveler. Oh, I am. Uh, sure, that's cool. Well, what evidence I, does he have? And if she cool. has his dreams of underground time travels, yeah, for one. Okay. Yeah, that's right. That's right. P- people don't always have to look without for answers. They can look within, Anders. Ah, Next two sub- words of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Maldek Memories. As a child, I also had a recurring dream of a porcelain doll sitting high on the shelf, always in the... <laughs> oh, uh, normal dream. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> but never mind. <laughs> but I digress. The time tunnels. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's more about this doll. Uh, always in the dream, it would fall in slow motion and shatter. Later, as my vocabulary grew, I came to associate this doll with a lot... A, B, C, D. With the lost planet of Maldek. As I grew older, the dreams changed. I had recurring dreams of being a child on a planet that was about to explode. Everything seemed oblivious to me, to this imp- oh, sorry, everyone seemed oblivious to this impending destruction. I tried to tell them, but no one would listen. I was well, too ye- Don't be silly, boy. <laughs> no one has died on Krypton. Uh, Maldek, <laughs> you mean? I mean, I, uh, of course, I mean Maldek. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I tried to tell them, but no one would listen. I was too young, and they didn't take me seriously. Well, <laughs> 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 seriously, don't take me seriously. Respect my father. Yeah, yeah. As the mounting pressure grew, I saw people do all sorts of things to distract themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Including much hedonistic partying into oblivion. <laughs> then the shatter. I was bl- bl- I was blasted through space, naked, <laughs> naked and weightless, <laughs> <laughs> except for a single silver ring with an etching. It felt as though a male counterpart was with me, though I saw no one. <laughs> <laughs> though, though I saw no one. We would land on another planet, and then I would wake up. <laughs> I'm sorry, this might seem disrespectful. I'm just so joyful that uh, she managed to remember the planet. <laughs> <laughs> though known by many names, the planet Maldek, the fifth orbit of our solar system, yeah, is, is, n- yeah. is now known as the Asteroid Belt. Ooh. Uh... Soon after, I encountered. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, soon after landing, I encountered numerous hordes of xenomorphs <laughs> trying to eat my brain and my and my, alleviate my ass. Yeah. Uh, no, soon after I encountered Valum Votan, my dreams only intensified. These dreams often felt more real than waking life. And then finally, on March eleventh, two thousand two, <laughs> yeah. Kin one hundred and seventy-three. I found myself sitting next to him by a wood stove fire in Mount Hood. <laughs> is that a sentence? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I guess this is a sentence. Let me try, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me try again and read it as a yeah. sentence. With more compassion. Mm. These dreams often felt more real. Oh, that was the sentence before. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. And finally, on March 11, 2002, 
Kin 173, I found myself sitting next to him by a wood stove fire in Mount Hood when he was seized by a vision of the final days of Maldek. It was curious to note that for a period of 33 consecutive days, lights were beamed into the sky at the World Trade Center in New York City, beginning on March 11th and concluding on April 11th, oh, 14th, sorry, Kin 206. This was known as the Tribune of Light. Tribute of Light, I guess. I don't know. This was <laughs> I guess question mark. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was my I added that. Okay, okay, okay. Twenty I mean this is two thousand two. World Trade Center in New York City. What are, I mean <laughs> what, what, what are they target what are they that's like the Maldic of New York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. People are always saying that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> when it's happened, yeah. The next day, the cosmic history transmissions began yeah. on White Overtone Wizard Kin 174 and lasted for 260 consecutive days. These sessions were known as Between the Worlds transmissions. <laughs> yeah, by Wait, didn't we fucking talk about this in the other one or am I just insane, Nandos. Or did I? <laughs> or did I that's, re- that's like a relief to come to that conclusion. Did I read about this, or am I insane? Yeah. Wait, who wrote this? J- yeah. J- Jacob Burrow. Yeah, who is that guy? <laughs> what? I I don't remember writing this, but I must have. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, these sessions were known this as. This book was written on. Uh, was was it written on high school paper like line? Mm. Yeah. Mm. These no. sessions. Do you want to sound no, 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 I'm. These I'm, sessions were known as between the world transmissions, also known as GM one hundred eight X Galactic Mayan Mind Transmission. Our combined <laughs> yeah. energies unlocked floods of memory. New knowledge, at least to this planet, poured forth in abundance as we sat faithfully each day for two to three hours, attuned, attuning to what we would know as the Cosmic History Channel. <laughs> Cosmic History Channel. Welcome to Cosmic History Channel. Today, today's host, the new rules of the world, coming with mm. Second Sun. The foundation of this new knowledge was based on two tombs in Palenque, Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, this wasn't the other one. She had a dream about this tomb and the Red Queen, the tomb yeah. of Pakal Votan, the tomb of the Red Queen. It's all connected, Anders. <laughs> yeah. The first two years of this process <laughs> yeah, yeah. was supremely initiatory and uh, continuously took me to the depth of my soul. As my human body was enduring a tumultuous passage, new perceptions and understandings were simultaneously opened. My awareness increased and I experienced flashes of sacred covenant made in, made in another time. The paranormal phenomena that occurred at this time were astounding, to say the least. Sh- <laughs> shattering all illusions now of you say, what's no, no, real. No, no, now you say it's sounding very British. Well, they were uh, astounding, at least, uh, my young sir. That's just my voice, so that's why it sounds like that. <laughs> yeah. and then there's a picture of a woman uh, in outer space. Uh, <laughs> on. Oh, yeah. No, she, she has, she's wearing some sort of... Uh, some sort of shimmery moo-moo gown, and she's sending a, an energy beam out of her forehead. <laughs> yeah. 
I began to understand that when new knowledge or light enters, it churns up all the unconscious within, which is precisely what is happening to on our planet today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the first stage of awakening is disillusionment uh, of conditioned programming, which generally results in the cognitive dis- dissonance that many are experiencing today. How long is this article? It's like... I just caught a glimpse of the thing, you know, on the side where you scroll and it shows you how much you've scrolled. And it's like, it's like right at the top of the thing. So I just, I just want to scroll down for a bit and see if, see if. Oh my God. It's never ending. No, there's, it it wasn't that much. There's just a bunch of, there's just a lot of comments. That's why it's like that. (laughs) Okay. Paul, call me Paul. (laughs) (laughs) It's me again. Paul. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're uh, we're gonna finish this. I don't give a fuck how long it takes. It's not that much left. Uh, yeah, yeah. Not a ridiculous yeah, of course, amount. Anyway, we have to read it. We have to read it to the end to understand. Preparatory path of disillusionment. I experienced two key phases of disillusionment that woke me up and prepared me for this print, uh, apprenticeship. The first was a near-death experience at the age of nineteen when I was. When I went through a full life review and was shown glimpses of the pristine and telepathic world, telepathic world that we are evolving into. So I guess she did see a full life review, which is flat life flashing before her eyes, and also the future, I guess. A year later, I had another pivotal life experience that resulted in me dropping out of college for a year. <laughs> okay, that hasn't uh, that hasn't to do with my lack of interest in studying at all. It was a cosmic vision of some sort. Well, Anders, at age twenty, I hit zero point. I found no pleasure in this world. Nothing as external held any interest. Food lost its taste. The only thing that interested me is remembering why I was here and uh, what was my purpose in this world. (laughs) I spent most of my time in a bedroom reading books on near-death experiences, consciousness (laughs) and spirituality and hoping to one day feel normal. Whatever that was. I was depressed (laughs) and had constant anxiety attacks if I ventured anywhere in public. My sensitivity was increased and it became difficult to be around most people. Oh, this got dark. <laughs> yeah, it's so dark fast. <laughs> like cosmos and shit, and they're like, oh, and I was. By the way. <laughs> By the way, I was locked into a room. Nobody understands me. I had no guides or mentors and no vocabulary to articulate my feelings. Really? You're, no, I guess. I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm, just, I, I'm, right. I'm, I'm missing your sound effects a bit. Uh, oh. Maybe they'll cheer us up a bit. Yeah. For, fortunately, I had an understanding partner at the time who supported my process. <laughs> this lasted for nearly a year, and I did not know if or how I would get out of it and make anything out of my life. I didn't feel like I belonged on Earth. <laughs> Slowly and with much exertion, I pulled myself out of this bleak space and graduated college with a journal with a journalism degree. Ah, let it be They sure do teach you about critical thinking in journalism school, <laughs> yeah, don't they? Yeah. They teach you about sources and uh, source criticism and all sorts. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I had no ambition to be anything in the worldly sense. No ambition. <laughs> I worked a nine-to-five job as a newspaper reporter because I like to hear and write people's stories. A year later, I was introduced to Tibetan, 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 it's Tibetan, Tibetan. It's from Tibet. 
It's from Tibet. It's what I'm saying. Ah, I'm sorry. This is my bad. <laughs> it's it's this is my fault, not the text. It's from Tibet. The Buddhism from Tibet. Tibet. Tibetan. Tibetan. I'm sorry. I'm having an aneurysm. <laughs> Anyways, and she taught medit. Uh, uh, she was taught meditation and the seven line prayer by Tibetan Tibetan monks. I had <laughs> I'd been raised Christian and chose to be baptized at age 18. I had always felt Dominus. A, I had always felt a deep connection with Christ and though that Hallelujah. and thought that if I was baptized it might alleviate the inner struggle and confusion I was experiencing. <laughs> the next point of disillusionment came through a series of plant medicine journeys with Akuyakska which uh, <laughs> That's a, a, that's a sound effe- effect in itself. Aikuyaska! <laughs> no, it's Ahuyuaska. <laughs> yes, that's Silent exactly very right. fast again. Ahuyaska! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My yeah. first experience was pivotal and I was terrified at the beginning when I felt two serpents squeeze my neck to the brink of death and then I saw some scary monsters coming at me. <laughs> This sounds like great for this for this emotionally stable uh, girl. <laughs> yeah, so no, Do no this plant either. medicine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm your doctor. <laughs> then appe- Badanish then appeared gentle guides who with soothing whispers showed me the power of love. Curious thing. <laughs> power of love. Make one man break one thing. Showed me the power of love, and that once you embrace your fears with love, then they have no choice but to transform themselves. Oh, I'm depressed! Yay! <laughs> uh, no, uh, no choice to transform themselves. They reminded me that love never fails, and advised me to always <laughs> that be sound teachable. Like, they sound like like uh, uh, 80s rock quartet. They told me that love has no boundaries. Well, to me, it sounds like two guys fed her weird plant medicine and then told her to be open about love. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's and it. to, quote, be teachable, as it says here. Anyway, during that pivotal journey, I saw our Earth civilization. And this is, um, I mean, the next uh, <laughs> next few sentences are going to be... They're they're a bit of a wild ride here, but mind fucking. Yeah. And during the next during that pivotal journey, I saw our Earth civilization as a type of holographic video game. Then Pac-Man. <laughs> let me finish this oh. before you do your sound effect. Yeah. Holographic video game. Then Pac-Man appeared and began rap, to rap, rap. and began to eat all of my conditionings one by one, from MTV to Lucky Charms to the White House. What? Is Let me read that to you again. Anders, during this pivotal journey, civilization <laughs> type of holographic video game. Then Pac-Man appeared and began okay. to eat all my conditionings <laughs> one by one, from MTV to Lucky Charms to the White House. Lucky Charms is a type of cereal, in case you're wondering. Okay. So Pac-Man oh. ate those, just so you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> then there's a picture of the Pac-Man video game. <laughs> Everything was equally trivial from this vantage point. I was shown that this particular Earth hologram is designed as a maze full of meaningless distractions to see if we can find our way back to the electric threads that run through uh, this conditioned structure. Okay? (laughs) Okay. 
I was shown how the time-space holograms are constructed by a set of vibrations that translate to symbols. After Pac-Man ate my, all my conditionings. It's <laughs> 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 like a red neck voice. Well, after Pac-Man ate my well, old... Uh, after Pac-Man ate all my conditionings, he then ate himself and disappeared. <laughs> Similar... <laughs> Similar to the Ouroboros... Uh, when the serpent bites its tail. Hagrid's cousin, I guess. No, no, it's the serpent that bites its tail. Ah, thing. okay. Then I saw new worlds emerge. Higher, pristine, feeling worlds. Strange yet familiar. I was taken to the far-off reaches of the galaxy in a type of star tour. Always with the guiding theme of love as the answer to all. Love is in the air. Jesus Christ. This is still not over. Shortly after these journeys, I met Jose Argelius. Here I uh, am. Rocking like a hurricane. That's the guy from the other article. I don't know if it's the same person writing this, but they also met this guy, Jose Argelius. He sounds like a cool Arguelles. dude to me. Well, it says here, I met Jose Argelius slash Valum Voten. So Valum Voten <laughs> mentioned that? previous... Some kind of... Uh, some kind of Deutsch uh, Polkfest or something. No, no, she that's the guy who was at Mount Hood. Mount Hood where she had the vision. The f- one of them? I don't know. <laughs> Either way, this is like when it's like... This is like when you're watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and it's like, Oh, I don't think so, Daisy. And then me, who have, who's, hasn't read the fucking comic book, is like, Daisy, I, I don't, okay. But all the people who have read the comic books are no. like, Oh my god, she, Sky is Daisy! And I'm like, oh. I don't, stop, just write a fucking story. And they're like, she's Daisy, she's the thing from the planets. This is a lot like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. actually. Yeah, no, yeah. Now that I think about it. Yeah, the anyway. whole plot, the whole plot, uh, yeah. She met that guy and began to follow the 13 moon calendar and study time codes. Let me just quickly read through this. When I initially began to practice these codes, I was amazed at how the synchronicities in my life began to multiply and hidden connections began to reveal themselves. <laughs> I realized that these are memory codes that expand perceptions to reveal secret passages and gates that are overlooked and filtered out in our conditioned linear mindset. Five years after my initial, five years after my initial meeting with Valum Voten, I became his apprentice and entered into a hermetic path and lifestyle. Valum I voluntarily Voten. gave up a normal life as as lived by my peers our lives were extremely disciplined and during this nine-year period this is the same person Anders. she also <laughs> yeah. studied unless there are two girls who studied under this guy for for nine years but <laughs> yeah, that, that could be. i sort of suspect it's the same person <laughs> yeah i sort of yeah <laughs> during this nine-year period we practiced daily yoga and ate a vegetarian mostly vegan often raw diet in this unfolding <laughs> education, <laughs> raw diet, yeah they needed this explains a lot you know they needed yeah protein in this unfolding educational process we covered every subject imaginable and discussed everything final fucking title of this one this article says (laughs) where are we now it is now three oh this is the same person who wrote it but it's written more recently anders this is like we're jumping back into her life three years later Because the other one from was from 2012, and this one is from, like, now. It says, It is now three years after 2012, and we are still living in a time of male patriarchy <laughs> based on the Gregorian calendar established in 1582 by Pope Gregory XIII. We've been to the moon, smashed the atom, found a quark polluted, and conquered Mother Earth and created more than enough nuclear weapons to wipe out civilization many times over. 
The number 13 is the key to breaking out of the time distortion matrix that keeps us enslaved within our own minds. For it is within our own minds that the world <laughs> construct originates. I like how they how, how they are like, oh, we have to set us free from from our minds or something, when they should be really focusing on like politics and things that really govern the world. And is she, is she complained about all those things? Don't you don't you care that we found a quark? The patriarchy. That's the only thing she she has like. Oh, and is that's that's the patriarchy speaking right now. You saying that <laughs> yeah, you, you saying will. that is part of the patriarchy. You're part of the problem, Anders. Let me finish this fucking article so we can go. <laughs> yeah. There's a quote here. It says, "Humanity of the Earth must nurture the capacity for abstraction, the ability to relate to symbols and energies that transcend its crystallized mental mechanism." Which is a quote by some guy called Trigranico. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like the course. next. But now this is the final paragraph. A and new planetary story is emerging. Do you want like a drum drum roll? No, I'd like you to shut the fuck up, Anders. <laughs> okay, okay. okay. <laughs> a new planetary story is emerging from the depths of the debris. You hold a key, unlock the hidden time codes, and set our planet free. <laughs> to be continued, it says. <laughs> yeah. So it's not over, actually. It's to be continued, I guess. <laughs> is it, it is. So that's that. Unfortunately, I, I I can't I can't go through these comments right now because we gotta finish this shit up. We gotta wrap it up. If this interests you very much, this story, I highly recommend you do not do, donate a vast amount of money to this girl who share a, her in full in <coughs> fuck mm-hmm. fuck in thoughtful thoughts. Uh, <laughs> That's like a word, isn't it? No. Okay, but close and no cigar, I guess. Yes, close shoots no hair, as we say. <laughs> no, as no, we say. Uh, no, you could also give money to me because <laughs> yeah, I'm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm also here, and uh, my throat is I sore. Ex- and yeah. What the fuck, Mike? Yeah, and, uh, and, and he has like he has opened himself and. Uh, and without Jacob, there wouldn't be any podcast at all. So 
why not give him some love in the in the essence of money? Yes, I, I look. I hope you're looking forward to hearing a lot more of this sort of thing because yeah. uh, that's part of our format now. We yeah. only read. <laughs> we only order command. What's the English word of that? Recurring. Recurring event in this show. We, look, I just want to bring you the truth. That's, uh, what can I say? Open the gates! I fall into the chasm! Good night! <laughs> oh! <laughs> that was, I had to do my own sound effect there, because you weren't jumping in on the sound effect there. <laughs> I was falling in the chasm, seriously, a sound effect would not be remiss. No, no, <laughs> no, that's, that's true. Let's try that again. Engulf me, chasm! Oh! <sighs> Not a very deep chasm, but <laughs> <laughs> okay. I could probably see the bottom if, it, yeah, <laughs> if I just had a light. I'd be like, "Oh, that's not a chasm. It's just a, it's just a hole." Yeah, yeah. Jumping down this hole, I guess. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs>